Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Hump, we had a crazy week. We just finished a live show this week, and then big game against Jacksonville State. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Uh, the live show was a huge success. You know, thank you to, uh, to everybody that came out. Thank you to everyone who watched via live stream on YouTube. Uh, it was it was a really it was a unique and fun experience. Yeah, it was really cool. First time for us, and hopefully there'll be many to come. But uh, we appreciate our nods for letting us come out there. Uh, I heard that the food was good. They gave us some, and man, it was a uh, it was good. It's some. I I really good. enjoyed the catfish that I got home. What did you get? Uh, they get oh they gave you catfish. Yeah, they gave me bull shrimp. And uh, did you like it? I oh, loved it. That's yeah. what I get every time. They know my order: bull shrimp, corn. Potatoes, a little bit of hush puppies on the side. Oh man, it was it was good. Making was me good. a little bit hungry right now. Well, Floyd, uh, Floyd hooked us up. But Hum, let's get on to the show. First up, we had Jacksonville State in a game that was really important for us, and it was a huge game. But uh, Sam Houston came out to play. The game was ended with forty-two to seven score. Hump, Sam Houston dominated this one. Dalton, uh, that that was a win that I think Sam Houston really needed. Uh, obviously, to win is, is the most important part. But just how convincing that win was, and I. I actually told you before, I thought, man, like, I just, I got a feeling, Dawn, I feel like this one, this one could be a blowout. I just, I, I the energy is there, uh, everybody's hyped up for this one, and uh, boy, was I right. Now, Hump, uh, a lot of people said this game could help us with our, with our ranking scenario, and I, a lot of people are saying our strength of the schedule isn't there, but all of a sudden, we get the big win, and not a lot of people are talking about this. What do you think is going on? Do you think they're just not giving Jacksonville State credit anymore? They're still trying to play this game with Sam Houston that we haven't played anybody tough yet. Uh, Well, I mean, you know as well as I do, whatever we do every week, there's going to be naysayers. Uh, You know, you beat Jacksonville State uh, closely, and and it would be okay, you know, that that's that's whatever Jacksonville State they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have been that close to Sam or you could even say oh Jacksonville State's pretty good blah 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 but because we beat them so bad it makes them look like they're terrible and we still have a weak schedule um, whereas you know a couple of weeks ago we were raving on Jacksonville State still keeping them ranked uh, because they beat Florida State at Florida State so let's let's make up our minds a little bit there uh, you know the strength of schedule deal I get it whatever but. I think in the top 10, and I think Sam Herter posted this, uh, like based off the Massey, you know, rating system, I think we're 61st uh, in strength of schedule. And I think two or three other top 10 ranked teams are in the 60s. So we don't really hear it with them. We only hear about strength of schedule with us. Uh, and so it's it's just same old, same old Dalton. But this week, as far as the rankings go, we definitely got a lot more first place votes. Uh, and that's I think that's partly due to our performance and partly due to the team's behind us performance. Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Going back to the Jacksonville State game, man, our defense just looks better and better every week. Had a couple picks, defensive line running around, and then our offense. A lot of people kind of worried about our offense. Eric Schmidt had to get back to where he was. I know he was out against SFA, but he came back, did his thing. We looked really good in all phases. But, Hump, our next game is against Tarleton. And uh, I don't know if you saw last week, and we may have touched on this, but – Tarleton showed up and showed out. Their attendance is insane. I think they passed their 
their capacity at the stadium, so they had people up in the grass. So this might be a, a, a really fun game for us. Well, they actually, so they played our favorite Division Two team, uh, the Midwestern State Mustangs. Uh, our, our friend Austin Davis, it was a close game. Uh, the uh, the Mustang-Stang gang came up three points short, 17-14. Um, 16,000 fans. That is, um, you would think that with the... Uh, FCS defending national champions coming to town, you'd, you'd think they'd probably pack it out again. Yeah, so Hom, let's give a little review on this game. Uh, and every game is going to be tough because we say it every week. Every team wants to come for us. They gotta, we have a target on our back. Tarleton, probably not the best team in the FCS, but they're brand new. They just moved up. So Hom, what do we think about this game? And, uh, and like I said, it's going to be really exciting with hopefully fans showing out. Yeah, you know, they're juiced up. Uh, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a secret that, that we're better than them. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's no, that's no fault of theirs. They're, they're a division two program that's come up to FCS. So I think they're still technically in their transition period. Uh, and so, you know, they're undermatched. It, it's, it's not a secret, but like you said, they're going to be, they're going to be juiced up. They're going to be ready to roll. Uh, they're going to give them, give us our, their best shot. Uh, but you know, Dalton, I think after a win like Jacksonville state, you kind of got that taste of, Okay. We we can make this run again. We can do this. Uh, and I think I think this last month of the season, last four weeks, I think we're really going to see that. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun back half of the season. We're almost there. We're almost to the playoffs, but uh, we got to get through Tarleton. It's one game at a time. You know, you're talking about Jacksonville State. You're talking about playoffs. So, Hump, let's get into the rankings real quick. Talking about FCS, it looked like Sam Houston's still number one, but couple couple movement down in the top three, top four. So, Hum, go ahead. Let's talk about some FCS rankings. Dalton, number one, uh, 44 out of 50 first-place votes is none other than your Sam Houston State Bearcats. Uh, and like I said, that's more than we've been getting. Uh, you know, maybe it's a combination of uh, we, beat the, we beat the Sam Bone heck out of uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, but it's also a combination of Eastern Washington goes down, uh, North Dakota State. They win a close one against Missouri State. Uh, and so just lots of things happening. North Dakota State, number two. Number three is your beloved Salukis. Uh, two, yeah, that's, that's two and three Missouri Valley teams. Uh, and they don't play each other this year. So that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how those fare. We're going to get into Southern Illinois later in the episode with picks. Number four, Villanova. And Villanova... I will say they had quite the win this weekend themselves. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. And I don't know if this just shows how dominant Villanova is or maybe Rhode Island is a bust, but we're going to get into that into a little bit. But Villanova, man, they look they look really good. Yeah, James Madison, number five. They're, they're going to be relevant uh, until the end of the season per usual. Number six, Montana State is moving up. They, they pass Eastern Washington, who dropped from two to seven. Uh, and then the last team I want to bring up, oh, no, two more teams, actually, Southeastern Louisiana. They win big this weekend, and I really think, Dalton, that every every time they win big and every time another team loses, they are solidifying themselves to get a first-round bye in the playoffs. After them, UC Davis, and then number 10, even though they picked up their second loss this weekend, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Man, and it, it kind of shows, and not only that, because Sam Houston is beat up too, but just this spring season kind of kind of coming back and biting them in the butt a little bit. They uh, Apparently, they're really beat up. They're having a lot of issues with injuries. And that just shows, man, that just shows uh, this spring and fall season what it's done to everybody. I know for us, for the Bearcats, we're all tired, but 
we, we've been pretty blessed with uh, no real big injuries. So, uh, yeah, knock, on, knock wood, on wood. Knock on some wood. But, uh, man, South Dakota State, is there still a shot for them? Or you think uh, it, it's coming to an end? No, I mean, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got four big games left. Uh, you figure they, they need to win three of them. Uh, you know, one of them is against North Dakota State, and that's next week. The Dakota marker game, uh, that's going to be a big one. But uh, as far as getting a bye, I don't know. I'm thinking probably not. Uh, but I definitely think they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. I just I just don't see them getting one of those top eight seeds. All right, moving on to the FBS. It was kind of a, a weak slate this week in terms of games. Uh, it looks like Georgia's still on top. But let's talk about the rankings in the FBS. It was there any movement? I know Cincinnati. They're in a close one. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But the dogs are still at top. Has anything else moved around? No, Dalton. It's uh, it's fairly. It's it's uh, pretty normal to what it was last week. Cincinnati number two, Alabama actually jumps Oklahoma uh, to get back into the top four. Uh, Oklahoma sits at four, and then you've got Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, and Michigan State and Iowa. So you so you go <laughs> you go Big Ten at five, six, eight, and nine. Man, I, I wow. We've talked about it multiple weeks in a row. Michigan and Ohio State. They can just keep this ranking. What this might be the biggest the game game we've seen in a while, and a lot of stakes are going to be on the line. And Michigan, Michigan's got our game of the week this week, and so I'm definitely interested to see what we have to say about that. Well, Hom, let's get into some college football scores real quick. Starting with the FCS, first up we have, and this is a Southland Conference matchup: Incarnate Word and McNeese. McNeese gets the upset, twenty-eight to twenty, and this is a close battle because UIW and Sela, Southeastern Louisiana, were kind of fighting for that top Southland spot. So you think it's now Sela's to lose, or is there still a shot for UIW? It's definitely Sela's to lose as far as getting the automatic qualifier, but I, I think that Incarnate Word still has a shot to slide into the playoffs, and I think that's that's partly due to the fact that the AQ7 might be a one-bid league with, with Sam Houston getting in. Yeah, there's a, there's a big pick game coming up with the, the WAC A-Sun Challenge. We're going to talk about that later. Next up, we have Villanova at Rhode Island. We just talked about it, 44-0. Now, Hump, Ooh. I'm going to ask you the question again. Is Villanova legit, or is Rhode Island kind of a was a lucky one one hit wonder team? I think Villanova is legit, uh, but I definitely think that Rhode Island was a one hit wonder. Uh, I don't see Rhode Island making the playoffs, and, and I want to say that I don't think that the CAA is quite as strong as people make it out to be. Especially, you've got a down Delaware. Uh, you know they've had big injury problems. They're not playing very well. Rhode Island potentially was a fluke James Madison isn't playing up to their standards obviously they're ranked number five in the country but they're having some close margin wins and you know they're not scoring points uh and so I'd say right now that Villanova is definitely the most impressive team now you say that now let me ask you this question hump who do you think is a stronger conference the AQ7 or the CAA you still got to go CAA uh just because of how disappointing Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas have been um, and you know SFA is close. It, I think I think if you ask me this question, and I know that this won't be a reality in five years uh, because the AQ seven is a one year deal. But I think if you ask me this question in five years, you might be able to say AQ seven. Uh, but for now, I'm going to have to go CAA. Next up, we have UNI Northern Iowa and South Dakota State University. Twenty six to seventeen, UNI gets to win. South Dakota State. We were just talking about them. They gotta have to win a couple more if they want to get in the playoffs or get that bye. It's a shame to see an opponent that we've played in the national championship kind of have two losses like this, but they're gonna bounce back. I, I feel good about the Jackrabbits. And then finally, 
We have the Battle of the Brains and Hump. There's some controversy Ooh, on this one. Yes. Harvard, Princeton. Princeton gets to win 18 to 16 in overtime, but there might be an asterisk behind it. So, Hump, will you explain to the people that don't know what's going on, what happened, and uh, what should we do about this in our pick em? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I want to say that I'm 1-0 in career headgear picks. Uh, and so if you, if you saw our live show, well, if, you, if you saw our live show, I put on a Tiger's head. Uh, so 1-0 there. But here, here's, one what and a half and here's, here's what happened. Okay. They go to, I think, four overtimes, or, or what is it? Four overtimes? I think it was four or five, four yeah. Or five, okay, four or five overtimes. And, you know, the rule this year is anything past the third overtime goes to a two-point conversion shootout, which is interesting. And that's kind of exciting. Interesting. I wish we could have watched. Uh, we were playing during the game. But, but allegedly what happened is Harvard goes for two to win the game. Um it's reviewed, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Dalton, because the whole thing's weird. It's reviewed, and then it's determined that Princeton was granted a timeout, okay? And so Harvard got the two-point conversion, but it was it was determined that Princeton called timeout. It didn't happen. Harvard then doesn't get the two-point conversion. A couple OTs later, Princeton goes on to win. The next day, the Ivy League comes out and says that it was the wrong call. They went about it the wrong way, but... Princeton's still going to get the win. It's quite a shame for Harvard. And, and in the uh, the ref situation, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. The game's called. It's, it's how it is. So you got to give them the win. But Hump, I mean, do you do we really I'll stop say? you right there. You just said you got to give them the win. Uh, Pick them. It's over. Yeah. Coach Archer asked me the same question. I said, listen, walk-on radio doesn't care. Uh, we're, we're going <laughs> with the official result. And the official result is that Princeton is 6-0. and well, it, it was a close game, Battle of the Brain. brain. Uh, no playoff implications for this one. They, had, I kind of learned, I was talking to Isaac Schley about this, and uh, I finally realized why the Ivy League doesn't aren't allowed in the playoffs. It's because it's the same week as finals, and per Ivy League rules, you're not allowed to do anything in the same week of finals. Therefore, they can't be in the playoffs. That's so disappointing, though. I would love to, I would love to see how a Harvard or a Princeton or a Yale would fare in the FCS playoffs. 100%, but also, you know, Finals, get your degree at an Ivy League school or a national championship. I think eighty. We get we get our degree at, at the at every other school in the country. Why can't they make it work? <laughs> you know, it, it's not rocket science. How long has some Harvard of it been probably around? is rocket science? Yeah, I mean, yeah. most of it probably is. And then finally for FCS, we have Weber State and Eastern Washington. My goodness, what a! And this is a Weber State that we were kind of uh, we were this kind is of a Weber State out. that I have been. Very low on all year. They get the upset win, thirty-five to thirty-four. Hump. Do you know what happened? No, I don't. Okay, so very long story short, Eastern Washington scores a touchdown to uh, to tie the game with about a minute and a half left on the extra point. Oh no! Bad snap, bad hold, shanked the kick. Are we talking laces out? Bad. We're hold? talking everything. No, bad, terrible snap, bad hold, kick way left. And Eastern Washington loses off a missed extra point. Oh, no. Incredible. Now, Hump, Eastern Washington, where do we think they're going to end up in the rankings by the end of the year? They were, people were saying they should be number one. They were number two. This big loss drops them down a couple spots. Where do you think they finish? I think they're going to finish in that, you know, that four, five, six, seven range, uh, anywhere in there. I definitely see them getting the bye uh, now. Next week. They, there's another big FCS matchup, and that is Eastern Washington versus Montana State. Uh-oh. That has huge, huge, huge playoff implications. 
All right, moving on to FBS. We have the first game, and it was kind of touched on during the live show, but we didn't really get into it. Appalachian State upsets Coastal Carolina 30-27. Appalachian State, they've always been a good team. They were a great FCS team, move up to FBS. They've been upsetting people left and right. You know, we, we always talk about Appalachian versus Michigan, the big one, one of the best college football moments of all time. But they upset Coastal Carolina. Man, you, you hate to see it because Coastal Carolina, what a cool school, what a cool team. You know, Dalton, could you see could you see a James Madison, you know, all this talk about them moving up to uh, the Sun Belt, they're, they're going to be playing in the same conference as App State and Coastal Carolina. Can you see kind of the same path as as those schools for James Madison? I think so. I think it's going to take a few years to kind of develop. A, you, you say that FCS and FBS are close, but there is a big margin. Now, with the transfer portal rules, a lot of FCS schools have – you know, got more FBS players. But I don't know. I think it's going to take a few years. They might upset a couple people here and there. But until I can actually feel that they're going to be dominant, they're going to have to develop a little bit and grow as a school. Dalton, uh, speaking of conference realignment, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the, the rumors that the Conference USA has been reaching out actively to Sam Houston? It doesn't surprise me. Uh, of course, with success comes offers. And I know that Sam Houston's goal at some point in time I don't know if it's going to be while we're still here or many years later that we wanted to become an FBS school, and it looks like it's coming sooner than later. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this does for the school and for the program. It's tough because we have talked about this before, I think, a long time ago, and it's one of those things where you now move from not being able to compete for a national championship to competing for bowls, which bowls are fun. It's a great experience for everybody, but I would personally want to compete for a championship, a national championship. Uh, I have those memories forever from last year. So it's a tough feeling for me. Uh, hopefully, I'll be gone by the time this happens. But I'm really excited for Sam Houston, for the school, for the university, for the program, because uh, this is a big deal. I know our goal was always to be FBS, and it's coming soon. Now, Conference USA, it kind of looks like a dying program. There's a uh, with every with could, all the could Sam Houston compete in Conference USA very early on? Very early, just because all the movement going around. It's kind of a weak conference. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. So. I think they need to make changes and make changes now. So Sam Houston coming to the Conference USA could be a lot quicker than a lot of people think. But uh, I'm excited for the program. Personally, I don't want to be a part of it. I want to be at FCS competing in the playoffs. But you never know what could happen. I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more interested in FCS than FBS. But, you know, from a logistics standpoint, uh, does it make sense? You know, is it... I know the, old, the, the the end goal is to move to FBS, and you don't want to get left behind. If this is your, if this is your chance, this is your shot to directly move to the FBS, you know, no, no issues, maybe you've got to take it. Maybe you've got to take it. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely the best move. Uh, now, there's going to be a lot of things that are – I know there's a lot of requirements to move to FBS, so it's going to be a lot of things that Sam it's Houston has process. to adjust. Yeah. It's a long process. So we don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm very excited for Sam Houston. Next up, we have Cincinnati and Navy. Hump, I know you were nervous. We were we were watching it in the locker room before we had to get ready for the game, and uh, Navy was up early, and it, it was a little bit closer than you think. Hump, with a close win like this, 27-20 against an unranked team, Navy, should have Cincinnati dropped maybe one spot or two? Uh, it, it probably helps them that Oklahoma looked really bad against Kansas. Um, but, you know, Cincinnati... Obviously, goal number one is to win every game. Uh, but uh, playing against a, a one-win team like Navy, yeah, they, they probably need to win more convincingly. Next up, we have Pittsburgh and Clemson. My goodness, Hump. The fall of Clemson was so fast and so sudden. Uh, I didn't really expect this to happen. 
pick is to win 27 to 17. Clemson, my goodness, I don't know. I don't know what this collapse is. I don't know if it just shows how good Trevor Lawrence is or Clemson's going to have to rebuild, but this is just not a good look for the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, Dalton. I mean, it's just I, I, they're not they're not gone. I mean, I think next year they'll be back. But uh, boy, they uh, when they fell, they fell hard. Yeah, hard and very fast. DJ Ngulele, he's going to have to step it up if he wants to be the quarterback that everyone expected him to be. Next up, we have Oregon at UCLA, the college game day that they picked over Huntsville, Texas. Oregon got to win 34 to 30, 31. It was a great game. It was a really exciting game. Hump, did you see Oregon's uh, new uniforms? A little kind of look like an Oreo cookie, the little splash on the uh... Oreo cookie. Yeah, uh, you know, Dalton, um, Oregon stuff is, I don't like it all the time, but it's so crazy and so out there that it's like, okay, those are cool. Those are cool. I'm just saying, if you're going to have all these different uniforms, you got to win some more games. They got the win this week, but... I mean, they're, they're, Dalton, they're the number seven team in the, in the country. But this is Oregon. I expect them to be... They're the number seven team in the country. They've only lost one game. Look, I'm fighting for your ducks here. I just want them to be... What? <sighs> they're six and one. What else are they supposed to do? Seven and oh. Okay. You don't lose. That's 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 big words coming from a guy that thought I was Whoa. crazy. Thought I was crazy for picking the Ducks in the college football playoff. I thought you were going to say coming from an Aggies fan. Uh, thank God you didn't. But uh, Aggies did get the win this week. They won forty-four to fourteen. Uh, they look kind of good. They uh, ne- next score. <laughs> next score. Next up, we have Oklahoma and Kansas. Hump another close one. This was also in the locker room while we were getting ready for the game. Kansas. And I think this was just a bad Oklahoma game, but basketball school. Kansas looked kind of good out there, but they survived 35 to 23. Oklahoma still number four. I just hump. Is Oklahoma going to finish in the final four? I just, I don't believe it. Uh, dude, uh, every week that they win, I'm like, man, they really don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But if they run the table, they definitely deserve to be in the playoffs. It might be another Notre Dame kind of thing where they're going to get in the playoffs. They're going to squeak in, and there's going to be absolute destruction against the Georgia Bulldogs. But uh, we'll have to see. Caleb Williams, he's doing his things. Poor Spencer Rattler. We were talking about him in the live show where he's going to end up. A lot of different options. Who knows? He, he might be a Longhorn. You never know. He will never be a Longhorn, <laughs> ever. Next up, we have Ole Miss and LSU. Ole Miss gets to win 31-17. to Did we talk about Coach O at all? Because uh, it, it needs to be decided that Coach O's leaving. He's uh, He's gone after this year. He's going to find a new home. He said he's going to take some time off before he makes another decision. So we don't know where Coach O is going to end up. But Ole Miss, man, they look really good. Offense is good. Matt Corral. Is he winning the Heisman? I, I ask this every week, and he just continues to improve. He, he, I would say right now he's probably the Heisman front runner. It kind of sucks, too, because B. John Robinson is doing such a good job oh, for Texas. Yeah. But it's hard when you don't have a team that's semi-successful. and It's a running back. It's a quarterback's trophy for the Heisman. But Ole Miss does get the win. They have a big game coming up this week. Next up, we have Oklahoma State at Iowa State. And here we go. Big 12 shenanigans. It's all over for Oklahoma State. They get the loss 24-21 to in an upset. Hump, you hate to see it because I was really excited for the Cowboys. I'll be honest, I don't hate to see it. I picked this one. I felt good about this one. Uh, the Cyclones always do it, man. I, I don't think that Oklahoma State was that great. Now, the what, what's the future of Oklahoma State? Are they going to be able to finish top 10? They're going to have to win some good ones. What do you think? Uh, I don't really think they need to be concerned with rankings that much. They need to be concerned with getting into the Big 12 championship. Uh, you know, I think Oklahoma is definitely going to make it. And then it really kind of boils down to Oklahoma State, Baylor, uh, or I guess Iowa State, yeah. Yeah, Baylor, and uh, it's kind of, what a weird, that's what I like about the Big 12, because every time it's somebody new, it, it's all these four or five different teams competing. You never know who's going to come out with the win here. 
Hump, enough college football. It is time for the Fantasy Corner, your favorite time. Let me tell you something, Hump. In my uh, in the Walk On Radio League, Team Titan is making a glorious comeback. Two game winning streak. We dominated our last game in the Bye Mageddon. I had I think four or five players out, and the very last second, Darren Waller gets called out. So we had to make a decision. Me and Isaac decided to go with the backup tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. And guess what? He scores National Tight End Day. A lot of tight end touchdowns. So I'm excited, man. I think uh, I think I think the team tight end might make a. A nice little race to the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to win the playoffs, but I think we can squeeze in there. So, Hump, here you go. Here's your time. Who are some winners? Who are some losers? And give us an update on your fantasy teams. Dalton, I uh, got the loss in the walk-on radio league this week. I'd been I'd been hot. I think I was on a two, maybe three-game win streak. Uh, but, yeah, got the loss this week. And so, got to bounce back this next week. Bomb again definitely got me. Uh, in my personal league, however, got a big win. Had five starters out. Uh, and so, anytime you can win... With your back against the wall, that's always great. Dalton, Jonathan Taylor, he just continues, just continues to dominate the NFL. He's he's second in fantasy points scored. Uh, that is behind King Henry, who is just absolutely sensational. Some other big names, and it's just, man, it's getting it's getting to the point where, wow, Cooper Cup is is that guy. Apparently he's on record to beat all the fantasy like fantasy records, I guess. Most most uh, most receiver points through seven weeks in the history of fantasy football. Do you think he can have the all time? I just I just I don't think that what he I don't think what he's doing can sustain. Uh, but golly, just him and him and Matthew Stafford look like two peas in a pod right now. Uh, Mike Evans he catches three touchdowns from Tom Brady. Tom Brady, oh I my mean, goodness! I mean, dude, it, it, the dude is definitely an MVP candidate. Leading the league in passing yards right uh, and it, now. And at 44 years old is just absolutely incredible. Dalton, we're forgetting a major topic here, a major topic of discussion this week in football. Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball. Oh, my goodness. The fan that gets it. They, we've got a big trade in the NFL. A super trade, and I mean... Th- I think he got a little bit, a little bit too much, but what a what a good deal for the fan. Okay, but let me. Okay, so he got. Okay, here's what he got. He got some autograph stuff from Tom Brady. Got some autograph stuff from Mike Evans. Got season tickets for the rest of this year and next year, and he got one Bitcoin from Tom Brady. And also, a Bitcoin, also he got a one thousand dollar credit oh, card to right. the team store, which that's right. might only be two items, but right. you know what? That's still a good deal, right? But a Bitcoin, Dalton, a Bitcoin today is worth sixty two thousand dollars. So that's a lot of money. Wow. Now, let me say this: a big sports memorabilia dealer came out and valued the ball at no less than five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but let's say you got the ball and they and they said, "Hey, man, you accidentally they accidentally gave you." Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball. Are you giving it up? So here, here's here's what here's what I would do. Okay, and Tom Brady came on the Monday Night Show with with uh, Peyton and Eli and said this. He said that the guy lost all leverage when he gave the ball back. Give them your information and take your butt to the house. I'm not saying you're not going to give the ball to Tom Brady, but I'm just saying Ryan Humphreys would have had season tickets for the rest of his life. <laughs> Not one or two years, life. Yeah, I think uh, I think they may have thrown all this stuff at him and told him, "Look how good this." I think looks. he got overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. But it's Tom Brady. No, it's a cool story he, though. He did the right thing. Cool story. Uh, good for him. 
Tom Brady's the only quarterback to do this, right? 600 touchdowns? Oh, yeah, and he probably will be the only ever. I mean, he's 44 years old. It's hard to play that long. And the the Bucs look really good, but... uh, any other fantasy winners or losers before we get on some scores? Don't if you if you survive to tell the tale of of Bob again, you know, God bless you. Uh it's it's the halfway mark in most fantasy football leagues, so uh you better get busy winning or get busy trying. I'm excited. Uh I, I like I said, I, I'm getting close. I think uh team tight end can pull it off. We gotta make some good decisions. But uh hump, let's get on some scores. Dallas didn't play this week, right? No, uh, they did not play this week. So, so uh, how are you one. feeling this week? Uh, got some some boys healthy. Is it uh, is it go time? Yep, Dak. Dak's going to be ready to roll on Sunday night football. Uh, I always love when the Cowboys play at prime time. I get to sit down. I'll probably order pizza. It's going to be a fun time. I think it's going to be a good game against the Vikings. Oh yeah, you're talking about prime time. Well, the Green Bay Packers also have a prime time game against Ooh, the undefeated Cardinals. Probably the game of the week. Big in game. NFL. Big game. Uh, we got the win against the Washington football team, twenty four to ten. It is what it is. We played Washington. We knew we were going to get the win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks great. I'm really excited for this Packer team. Does it worry you that Thursday the Green Bay Packers will be without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard due to COVID? Yeah, not only that, we're not we're missing our defensive coordinator. It's huge. It's tough. If we were just missing Alan Lazard, who cares? But we're missing Devontae Adams, and that is what scares you me. You do have Marquez Valdez-Scantling back. We have Randall Cobb. We have Robert. Boy. Ta- we have Robert Tanyan. But uh, I think this game, if we're going to win this game, we're going to need Aaron Jones to have at least 600 rushing yards. <laughs> I think what, about, what about your boy A.J. Dillon? I th- he needs to get involved, too. I think this is going to be a big rushing game against a good Cardinals defense. J.J. Uh, Watt, and this is the thing about J.J. Watt, he doesn't have the sack numbers that he had when he was almost the MVP, but the disruption he's cause- causing on defense, he deserves, it. he deserves recognition. He's doing a great job for what his role is. He's, he's eating up double teams. He's causing havoc against the run game. So he's doing his thing. So uh, we really need our offensive line and our running game to step up, and we need our defense to step up. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they're menaces. They're doing such good things right now. Kyler Murray is up there in the MVP running. So it's going to be a tough game, but we're talking about Washington football team. You know what? It's a win's a win. Aaron Rodgers gets the job done. We're 5-1 against 6-0. This is a big matchup on Thursday night. I'm no, six and one versus seven and zero. Oh, yeah, my bad, my yep. bad. But we need to. I think uh, if any team's going to take the undefeated streak, it's going to be us. But uh, we'll I mean, I'm interested to see who you pick in this one. I mean, because uh, I because I know I know you uh, you're a little sweet on the Cardinals, but obviously the Packers are your boys. I love the Cardinals and uh, I love my Packers, but I also love my pick'em record, and I'm really close. So. I made an honest opinion here. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Wow. Let's run through wow. some. Wow. You, you, my friend, are Charmin Soft. Let's, I know uh, who you're picking, and you're soft. Let's get to the scores. Soft. <laughs> First up, we have Cleveland and Denver. Cleveland gets to win 17-14. to 14. Denver, start off really hot. Maybe they're wishy-washy. Yeah, maybe. Poor, poor Isaac. Poor Coach Rogers. Might be over for Denver, but... Uh, they're they're building. I think they have potential. They they look good on offense, minus a few. Javante Williams finally had a big game. I think I think uh, they're a few pieces away from being something good. Next up, we have Carolina and the New York Giants. The Giants twenty five to three. Daniel Beckham Jr. I know you saw Daniel Jones with a one handed catch, but Carolina, the Darnold mania. What a what's happening? Yeah, benched. Uh, XFL legend, Houston Roughnecks legend, PJ Walker comes in. And uh, doesn't save the day, but he does come in and finish the game. Uh, dude, they just need Christian McCaffrey back, and I, I'm I laughing. I think you need that more than I, they do. Well, you're right, <laughs> but they really, they really do need Christian McCaffrey back. He opens it up for for the passing game. He's an easy uh, check down for Sam Darnold, and then you know 
If the defenses are worrying about Christian McCaffrey, that's how you get that's how you get DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrence Marshall involved. Yeah, he, I'm a little worried about Christian McCaffrey. He uh, he's been getting kind of beat up. He's back next week. A lot of but a lot of injuries these last couple of years. I'm with you. That running back curse is real. Uh, you just can't you can't survive as an NFL running back uh, unless your name is Derrick Henry. Yeah, or apparently Ezekiel Elliott, who's been uh, who's been doing his thing for or Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, or Jonathan yeah. Taylor. <laughs> Next up, we have the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Ooh. The Patriots, domination, 54-14. to 14. Are the Jets the worst team in the NFL? Yes, I think they are because I think Detroit is actually – I think they're playing some close games. I mean, they gave the Rams a, a legit game this week. Uh, I actually think that the, that the Lions are going to get a win this week over Philadelphia. Hot take. Let me tell you, the Lions are so fun to watch for a team that hasn't won a game yet. DeAndre Swift is awesome. They – uh. I think they're close. They're close. I don't think, and we Jared talk, Goff's not the answer. We talked about this. I think Jared Goff is the answer. I think, really? I think they need people around him. Now they you, need some receivers around him for sure. I will give you that. Did you see the video of uh, Penny Sewell and Aaron Donald? Oh, standing little, up to little them. altercation. They were like, imagine being twenty years old and, and standing up to Aaron Donald. Huh? We're both over twenty. And Penny Sewell is a starting tackle in the NFL. This is true. Are we doing something wrong? This is true. I say that all the time with like Luka Doncic. He's like two <laughs> months older than me. He's like top five player in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing, but uh... Dalton. Speaking of Penny Sewell, I just want to I want to make a formal apology to all Cincinnati Bengals fans <laughs> that uh, that said that you guys should take Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase is winning the NFL Rookie of the Year. Penny Sewell has done great. Don't get me wrong. But the Cincinnati Bengals, Dalton, and I'm sure I'm skipping I'm skipping to a score here, but the Cincinnati Bengals, they go in and absolutely dismantle the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, 41-17. to 17. Now, Hum, I remember when the Packers played the Bengals. Bring it, it on. A, it was a I deserve game. this. I deserve this. And you clown the Bengals for being a sorry team. I, I deserve was like, well, this. wait a minute. Yep. They're, they're pretty solid. Now they're the first in the division. Listen, every every Monday, every Tuesday, when you or every Wednesday – Every day of the week, for that matter, when you turn on ESPN and there's an NFL show on, they're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. When they win, everyone talks about the Dallas Cowboys. No Dallas Cowboys game this week. And you know the team that I'm seeing talked about the most today? The Cincinnati Bengals. And you know who I feel the most happy for with the Bengals being successful? That's Joe Burrow, a quarterback that everyone thought was going to be a bust. You know, he got hurt. It is what it is. But now the Bengals are first. Do you think they can hold on to this? Dalton, I think they can. I wow. think they can. And I, I I think it's because Pittsburgh is not as good as people thought. You and I weren't very high on Pittsburgh. You and I were definitely high on Cleveland. I don't know that Cleveland is good is is as good as we want them to be. And so I don't know. I, I I still think the Ravens are probably overall the team to beat in this division, but uh Cincinnati, boy, they uh they're now they're gonna reap some benefits of playing a weak schedule. Um, and so if they can win the games they're supposed to, I bet we're going to see them in the playoffs. And then speaking of playoffs, Cincinnati in the playoffs, this is a weak AFC this year. The NFC is definitely the stronger of the two, but Bengals in the playoffs, do we think they can get kind of far, or they're going to have to win some some really lucky ones? Dalton, the, the the entire AFC playoffs are different this year because of one reason, and that's the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs might not be a part of it. Wow, not at all? You Uh-oh. tell me. You tell me. You you you've seen what they've done this year. They uh, they look bad. I mean, really bad. They look terrible. But Patrick Mahomes looks awful. The Chargers with the Chargers being kind of wishy washy right now. The Raiders are playing okay. I don't know. We we've always said that the Raiders. We don't think they can they can last. 
It's going to be close. The Chiefs be close. might be able to squeak in. And because, then... Indy, because Indy is starting to play better. The Tennessee Titans are good. Buffalo is definitely in. My thing, too, is like if Kansas City gets in the playoffs, are we going to have another? You know, we see playoff Brady. Are we going to see a playoff Patty? Probably. And I think I if think, they get in, they're they're probably going to the AFC Championship. I think if they get in, they dominate. But probably, I guess the question is, do they get in? Three and four. I mean, they're last place in their division. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's panic mode yet, but another another two or three losses, and it's absolutely panic mode. Kansas City lost to the Tennessee Titans, twenty-seven to three. And the thing that concerns me about that is that Tennessee's defense is awful, and uh, Kansas City can only score three points. And also, Mahomes. Uh, gets a knee to the head. We don't know how I think long. He's okay. I think he's, he's okay. okay. Yeah, I think he's fine. A little worry there, but uh, if he's going to be okay, he's going to be okay. But the but thing is, is like Dalton, if if Kansas City gave up twenty seven points, given that their offense is is who they are, that that should be enough to go and get a win. Three points. That's I know everybody's going to point fingers at Kansas City's defense, but what about Kansas City's offense? Yeah, they uh, and we've talked about this. We think they finally caught on to Patrick Mahomes and, and his tricks. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee, their defense is not very good. And the fact they can only score three points, not a good look for the rest of the season and for the playoffs. Maybe they'll get in. We'll have to hope for that. Next up, we talked about Detroit and the Rams. The Rams get to win 28-19. to Detroit, very exciting team. But they're, just, they're, they're really close every week. Next up, we have Arizona and Houston. Look, Houston's bad. 31-5, to Arizona gets to win. I think uh, Kyler Murray is fun to watch, but Houston's a bad team. They, uh, they might be up there with the Jets. I think the Jets are worse, but... I think Houston will get a good draft pick out of this, and who knows, maybe they might be able to shine a little bit more. Next up, we have New Orleans and Seattle. It's kind of a weird game, but uh, New Orleans gets to win 13-10. Hump, the Saints. How do we feel about the New Orleans Saints? Because I don't, I don't know what to say about them. I think that they, they got a very, very much-needed win uh, this, this last Monday. You know, it was a weather game. Seattle doesn't have Russell Wilson. you got to figure out how to win this game because I don't, they're not good enough to win the NFC South. But they are good enough to slip in as a wild card team. Uh, and Jameis Winston, when he plays clean, the Saints are good. When Alvin Kamara gets the ball in his hands and continuously gets the ball in his hands, the Saints are good. Now, are we saying with a Seattle without Russell Wilson that, and how do we know how long Russell Wilson is going to be out for? I think at least week 10 is what they were saying. So Seattle's we, done. Yeah, we yeah, they're done. Seattle out of the playoffs. They're 2-5 they're and five right now. In, they, in a hard division. In too. the best division in football. There's really no way they're going to make it. It's quite a shame. Uh, it, we love – we kind of – everyone jokes about Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, and, and his antics. But uh, he's a good guy. And Seattle, it's a fun team to watch. Seattle, what a cool place to play. But uh, not looking good for them. They need him back immediately. Next up, we have Atlanta and Miami. Atlanta gets to win 30-28. to Kind of a toilet bowl type thing. But, hey, Tua's back. And uh, Miami looks fun. But Tua might not be the starting quarterback for a, while, for a long time now because Deshaun Watson rumors are back. And apparently Miami has a massive offer, and Houston is telling other teams that you have to do better than Miami's offer or they're not taking it. So it looks like right now he might end up in Miami hump. Does that worry you for everyone in the AFC? It's just, it seems like it's too little too late. I mean, we're halfway through the season. Uh, I, I, I guess he could get them back into wild card range, but they're not gonna they're not gonna pass the Buffalo Bills. Well, even if what about the future of the Dolphins? Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I, the Dolphins have good weapons on the outside. Jalen Waddle looks great. Uh, your boy National Tight End Day Mike Gesicki tore it up, uh, and and I think you know they they can probably put some pieces on the defense to to make that better. Uh, but the thing about the the thing that people aren't talking about in the whole Deshaun Watson trade talks is. 
Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause in his contract. So he can basically veto any team in the NFL. He has said that Miami was a destination that he'd be willing to go to. So definitely an upper hand on uh, on the Dolphins there. I think another thing, too, that we need to touch on with Deshaun is we don't really know what's going on with his situation. It's kind of gone quiet with it in the NFL. He still has a huge allegations going on right now. So we don't even know if he can still play yet. we got to get through all that. But if he ends up in Miami, that's a dangerous offense. It's going to be fun. Hump, another question about Miami. Deshaun becomes a Dolphin. Do they trade Tua, and uh, what's the destination spot for him? Yeah, you definitely trade Tua. I mean, you spent you spent way too high of a draft pick on him. What's a destination for him, Dalton? Let's let's throw out some teams with older quarterbacks. Atlanta, Atlanta, I, I Pittsburgh. Think, I think a, uh, a team that doesn't have an old quarterback but needs a quarterback. Denver, Denver could be an option, but I don't know. If Washington. He, ooh, you you giving up on Taylor Heineke already? I guess that's not fair, but <laughs> but yeah, Denver, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Houston. Houston, um, Detroit, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but there, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of spots. They, Atlanta, somebody, Atlanta, that sounds like a nice spot. I, yeah, I mean, and part of it is you know what what do teams think of next year's quarterback draft class, especially these teams that are going to have higher draft picks. Now, Atlanta's deal is they keep winning. Uh, they're they're like middle of the pack right now, and so you know, I, it's just it's Philadelphia. Is Jalen Hurts maybe the maybe a three way trade and bring a bring Tua to Philadelphia? I don't know. I don't know. Well, speaking of Atlanta, man, Kyle Pitts, he is a he's pretty solid. Now, is he a tight end? I still he's uh, not a tight end. I don't. I'm not on that train. He's a big old athletic receiver. He's he's been making some plays. He looks really good. Good for him. Go, going on some more scores. Philadelphia and Las Vegas. Las Vegas gets to win 33 to 22. Man, Las Vegas. I don't know how I feel about them. I don't think they're going to finish off strong, but. I guess you never know. They're, they're getting some wins here and there. Next up, we have Tampa Bay and Chicago. Tampa Bay gets to win 38-3. to Hump is Tampa Bay. Where are they ranking to- in teams in the NFL? Top three, top five, top ten? Uh, they're definitely, I, to me, they're top five easily. Uh, you know, you had them like six, seven range, and I'm okay with that. But I just, golly, with the way Tom Brady is playing, it just, they just don't look like they can be beaten right now. The only team that's come close to beating them. Don't do it. Yeah, we know. It's the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and they should have beat them. Now, Hump, right now, the season ends suddenly, and they're like, you know what? We have to name an MVP. Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, who's your take? Who's your vote? Oh, man, my vote's Kyler Murray. It's Kyler Murray. They're undefeated. Uh, I, I think that if you take Tom Brady's age into account, that is that is uber impressive. Uh, but Kyler Murray has been, has been the best player on his team uh, th- thus far. Yeah, and he's looked phenomenal just running around, video game numbers, video game character. It's been fun to watch Kyler Murray just like he did in college. But Tom Brady, got to give him his credit. He's old, and he's still getting it done, leading the league in passing yards. It's just crazy. Tampa Bay, they bring everybody back, and they're still dominant. Our final score is Indianapolis and San Francisco. Indianapolis with a win, 30-18. I know this makes you happy, Hump, but not even John Jonathan Taylor, but Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is playing really well. He looks like his old self. I know he does. I'm I'm excited. And that for was the man. and this was a like a mega ultra like twelve inches of rain type game like yeah. crazy weather. But uh, Carson Wentz, it might be time. I know, I know you're excited. The AFC South is still kind of open with Tennessee, kind of being wishy washy. But uh, that was on some NFL scores a hump. We're at our pick 'em. This is a tough one. There's a lot of really good tough games, games here this week. Let's start off with a FCS matchup. We have Central Arkansas Jacksonville State and A Sun Whack A Sun Challenge game. 
both teams. We played them both, so we kind of have a expertise on both of them. But uh, two really good teams. Hump, who are you taking? Dalton, this is uh, pretty much the loser. Of this is absolutely out of any playoff consideration whatsoever. Uh, and just because you win this one doesn't mean that you're going to make it either. I think both of these teams could win out and still be on the outside looking in. Uh, but there's definitely playoff implications here. Um, and my heart wants to go with Jacksonville State because they're at home. But judging how they looked last week against us, kind of just they just look defeated. They look defeated. So give me Central Arkansas. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I guarantee that. Uh, but, yeah, give me Braylon Smith. Give me Tyler Hudson. This is, uh, this is a big game for the Bears. Yeah, I'm going with UCA as well. Man, I watched their receivers just run all over us and make these crazy catches when we played them. And I think, just think they're dangerous. Now, Jacksonville State, they have some big boys. They, uh, they're a meaty bunch of people. But uh, give me UCA. I think their offense is really well. Braylon Smith, he's a good quarterback. And uh, I think they're going to throw around, like you said, high-scoring game. But I think UCA gets, gets to win here. Next up, we have Southern Illinois and Northern Iowa. The Salukis trying to stay ranked really high. And you and I, with an upset last last week, can they do it again? Hump, you going with the Salukis in the zoo or you going with Northern Iowa? All the Salukis, they've looked really good all year. They beat South Dakota State a couple weeks ago. They're the number three team in the country. But Dalton. Oh, no. But Dalton. Not the, not they're the not zoo. The number, they're not the number three team in the country, okay? Hey, some people had them number one. I And that's foolish. Um, <laughs> they're not the number three team in the country. I, I think that they are good. I think that they have the potential to make a playoff run. Uh, but Dalton, I like this Northern Iowa team. This was a team that I said in the spring was my dark horse to win the national championship. Was it not? Yeah. Okay. A, a, a fortunate week one loss, which kind of threw everything off. To South off. Dakota State, who yeah. was the eventual runner-up. Uh, so little did we know that that game was uh, was pretty important. Uh, but Dalton, Northern Iowa wins the rematch this year. Uh, you know, they had some quarterback controversy with the transfer. They finally found their guy. Their, their defense is, is one of the top in the country. They're at home. They're, they've got the momentum. They're coming off a big win. Dalton, give me... Give me Northern Iowa in the upset, in the dome. Wow. I love it, baby. This is a big one. This I'm definitely excited to uh, to watch this one this weekend. Well, uh, crazy pick. I, uh, I'm i not going to go against my boy. My FCS upset record this year has been has been pretty impressive, Your I will pick say. Your pick overall has been very well. Number two overall. You've had uh, you've been picking from the heart and picking some good ones. And that's why Northern Iowa's winning this week. I, uh, I'm picking from the heart, too. The, the Zoo, the Salukis, they're my boys. They're number three. They talk about momentum. They want to keep that momentum and ride in the playoffs as high as they can. So give the Salukis here in a, in a close matchup, but uh, a Saluki win. I love my Zoo. I love my boys. I predict low scoring in this one. Yeah. Very defensive-minded game. Maybe some special teams uh, might Ooh, have yes, to come into play. Yes, but give the Salukis in this one in a, in a fun FCS matchup. Moving on to FBS, we have Ole Miss and Auburn. Hump. <laughs> I'm laughing that this one's on here. This is tough for you. But uh, Ole Miss, Matt Carell, Heisman, potential winner versus Bo Nix. And when, when, the, when the stage is bright, Bo Nix comes out and shines. So, Hump, this is, are you going to do it? You have to pick Auburn. I feel like you do. If you don't, Dalton, I don't have there, to pick there, Auburn. There's only one pick here, Dalton, and that's to pick against freaking Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix will not beat me this week. Uh, Auburn will not beat me this week, and War, War Eagle Nation will not beat me this week because Matt Carell, the uh, future Heisman candidate, he's going to be he's going to be a guy that goes to New York in a couple of months. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, 
are going to march into Auburn, and they're going to win this game. Well, Hump, you know what time it is. This is where I should pick Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers. It's just, it's fate. I've done it every time. They never let me down. But Ole Miss's offense is just crazy. Now, can Auburn's defense stop this, this offense? Potentially. And we can't forget that the Auburn Tigers has Tank Bigsby, the biggest running back I've ever seen. He is uh, running people over left and right. But I'm going with Ole Miss here. Uh, I'm sorry, Bo Nix. I'm doubting you this time, just this one time, because Ole Miss offense is so exciting to watch. And Matt Corral is probably going to win the Heisman. I think they need this win if they want to stay high in the rankings and, and potentially get a high bowl game. So, Auburn, this is your chance to upset everybody. But i got to go with Ole Miss here and, and the Kiffin train. Next up, we have SMU at Houston. SMU, man, a really fun season. This has always been an exciting game. U of H, the Houston Cougars, they, uh, they, uh, they used to be a really good team with Tom Herman. Kind of fallen off since then, but they're still a dominant team against SMU, who has been dominating this whole season. So, Hump, you're going with the Mustangs. This is basically Dallas versus Houston. You're going with Dallas, or you're going with Houston. Dallas versus Houston. I like that. Uh, and for that, easy choice for me. Uh, I, I, I never pick anything Houston in my life, uh, unless it's got Sam in front of it. But that's Huntsville, <laughs> Texas. Uh, SMU, Tanner Mordecai, he, he's he's – Got to be one of the more impressive quarterbacks uh, this year in the country. I mean, his stats are unbelievable. SMU is undefeated, and I expect them to keep that. Houston's having a good year, though. You know, they had a terrible year last season. One loss so far this year, but uh, give me the Stangs. This sucks because, you know, I'm not from Texas. I'm originally from California. But uh, when I got here, I claimed Houston. Houston's my home. Houston Astros are in the World Series. We love to see it. Ew. (laughs) So I should go. I should go Houston. My sister goes to U of H. Shout out Dominique. But uh, SMU is undefeated. They look good. Tanner Mordecai is, is running around like crazy, throwing that thing. I'm excited for U of H. I hope they finish off strong. But I'm going with SMU here. The pick'em record has to stay intact. We're consistent. We got to stay consistent. So I'm going SMU here. But uh, don't be surprised if the Cougs come out and surprise a lot of people. Next up, we have San Diego State and Fresno State. Fresno State. They have just been. Just been exciting to watch. And San Diego State, another really good team. So, Hump, you going with the Aztecs or the Bulldogs? Dalton, San Diego State and Fresno State must have heard that they were a part of the Walk on Radio Pick'em last week. And they said that, you know, if we both get wins next week, we're going to be one of the feature, feature Pick'em games. And that's exactly what happened. San Diego State, they're undefeated. Uh, one of the last undefeated teams in the country. But Fresno State, Jake Hayner, quarterback, he's putting up crazy numbers. And Dalton... If I don't know who to pick in a pick'em game, I usually go with the home team. But in this case, I'm going with the quarterback and the home team, Fresno State, Jake Hayner. Uh, I think this is going to be a mega-scoring game. Like I'm talking like 85 points total. Uh, big, big, big offense game. But, uh, yeah, give me, give me Fresno State. This was tough for me. I, I don't know a lot about both, either team, but I do know Fresno State's quarterback. I know in the beginning of the year he had some crazy numbers, did some crazy things. I think he, like – Broke a rib or he hurt something and finished the game. Crazy story. I like Fresno State. It's a little close uh, in California. A lot of my friends go there. Uh, that's just one of the places you end up. So I'm going with Fresno State here, the Bulldogs. And like you said, it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. It's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to come down to one stop, and I think the Bulldogs are going to be able to do it. But give me Fresno State. And uh, good for these two getting the matchup, getting the FBS, or FBS to walk on pick em. We're excited for them. And uh, go Bulldogs. And finally, we have our game of the week before we go on the NFL. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan, they're having this dream season after many years of heartbreak and disappointment. 
But then the Spartans. Who would have thought the Spartans would have come out and did their thing too? So this game has a lot of lot of things on the line. The Battle of Michigan Hump. Going with the Wolverines. Are you going with the Spartans? Great names. Those are those are almost FCS. I just love the Spartans and then Sparty, the mascot. He's just he's just always looking good with the drip. I mean, dude, uh, this is this has got to be the biggest Michigan versus Michigan State game in a while. Uh, Dalton, I think Michigan is the better team here. I am taking Michigan, but I also want to see. I want to see the game. I want to see a big Ohio State-Michigan matchup. And, and for that to happen, Michigan needs to pull this one off on the road. And uh, I think the Fighting Tom Brady's are going to do it. Yeah, I'm going with Michigan as well. I've been praising this team since the beginning. And uh, I want the game to be crazy. I want Ohio State-Michigan to mean something. Don't be surprised if the Spartans come out and get the win here. But going with the Wolverines... This is a game you can't lose, but this is also a game that they have lost before in just disappointing fashion. So give me Michigan here. Come on, Wolverines. Uh, we want a good matchup. I want Jim Harbaugh to succeed. So give me Michigan. Next up, we have some NFL pickums. The first one, this one's hard. Green Bay and Arizona, Thursday night matchup. My Cardinals versus my Packers. Uh, I don't know what to do here. This is a undefeated Cardinals versus a, a one-loss Packer team. In the beginning of the season, they took a big loss to the Saints, but they've dominated since. Against the Cardinals teams that have been dominant the whole season. Hump, going with my team or are you going with my team? <laughs> Don, this is, uh, this is the first week in a while that we've had a lot of NFL pick'em games. Uh, it's been very college-based, but this week we've got four NFL matchups that, uh, that we felt like were worth picking. And Dalton, Thursday night football has been exciting this year. Green Bay at Arizona, two of the better teams in the league. Whew, man, this was tough. This was tough because part of me is thinking, okay, I hope Green Bay wins this because that means Arizona has a loss and that means that the Cowboys, after we win Sunday night, that's a sneak peek to a pick in a little bit, after we win Sunday night, we'll be tied for first in the NFC. Be a big big little five-way tie between Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. But Dalton, come on now. No Devontae Adams, no, uh, no defensive coordinator, no Alan Lazard, nobody for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. I got I to pick the MVP. I got to pick Kyler Murray here at home. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. I'm excited to watch. Uh, but, yeah, Dalton, give me, uh, give me the Cardinals. So, Hump, there's, a, there's pick them integrity and then there's team integrity. Do you, do you stay loyal to your team, which are the Packers, of course, or do you, you think about your pick them record and you know that you're close? I think I'm like third or fourth. You're not third or fourth. You want me to pull it up while you're talking? I was last week. I don't think so. Overall. I think you just made that up. No, I was tied for fourth. And then, unfortunately, Macy Wagner, shout out Macy Wagner, Ooh, decided yeah, not to do pick them. She did was uh, the, the upset alert, the underdog. She's been eliminated from the finals. But uh, this one's tough because I love my Packers. I love my Cardinals. And the Packers not having Devontae Adams is, that's the big one. That's the problem that makes me a little nervous. God, you're third, dude. You're third. I'm third. Oh, you're, you're, you're third behind me and uh, Nicholas Wilson. How, how close is it? Nicholas Wilson, 56 points. Ryan Humphreys, 54. Dalton Meyer, 51. So you're five out of first, three behind me. See, Hump. So this, this is where it comes to, do I pick my team to be loyal or do I pick my other team, who I love very much as well, in order to stay first or to get to first in the pick em? Hump, the correct answer is I'm loyal to the cheese. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, we don't have Devontae Adams. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers could throw it to a rock, and the rock is going to catch it. Aaron Jones is going to run for 200 yards. A.J. Dillon's going to have 
45 yards and three touchdowns. He's going to pound it up the middle. We're going to have, we're going to, Randall Cobb, Robert Tanya is going to score. And I think our defense is going to hold Kyler Murray. We're going to pressure him all day long. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this game. We're going to beat the streak. And uh, we're going to get this this big five-way tie for first. And uh, this exciting hump. Dalton, you know what? I, I plus 10 on respect for Dalton Meyer. That is a, that is a Ryan Humphreys thing to do. I would never pick, pick against the Cowboys. No award is big enough. I, I salute you for picking the Green Bay Packers. And I think it's a game that the Green Bay Packers can win. This is Aaron Rodgers. Now, the part that I'm worried about is Jair Alexander's on IR. So who's going to cover... DeAndre Hopkins is probably... Not me. It won't be me. <laughs> it's probably going to end up being Eric Stokes, who is a rookie. He's our number one corner right now. I'm excited because he's done a good job, but D-Hop is also D-Hop. I think the problem here is if I pick the Cardinals, I'm not picking against the t- my team because I'm also a Cardinals guy, but Packers... You're a Packers one. guy. I'm a Packers fan. I, I own the Packers. I claim the Packers. So Packers get the win here, I hope. Next up, we have Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh, a really disappointing team. Cleveland started off really strong, kind of disappointing towards the end, but they've had a tough schedule. So, Hump, are you going with a Pittsburgh, the old favorite, or Cleveland, the new favorite? Don, this game is about to be three to nothing. Uh, there's not going to be many <laughs> points in this one. Uh, you know, the Browns might be without Baker Mayfield, have to play Case Keenum, who was okay on Thursday Night Football last week, got the win against Denver. Big Ben is just not getting it done for him, man. He's just, he just looks old. He looks, uh, he looks slow. His arm doesn't look as strong. Um, and for that... I'm going to have to go Cleveland. I'm going to go Cleveland, take the defense here, take the home team. Uh, Browns, this is this is a big, big divisional game. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland as well. Uh, I don't know if you've seen but Miles Garrett might be the biggest human I've ever seen. Wow. He, uh, he didn't wear sleeves, I think, twice, and both times got drug tested. He's just a big guy. Uh, Casey Keenum, look, he's been successful before. It's not like his first rodeo here in the NFL. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger, like you said, looks rough. But Najee Harris does not look rough. He, uh, he's been doing his thing. No Juju Smith, though. He's out, uh, had to get surgery on his arm. So I'm going with Cleveland as well. I think the defense will prevail. And uh, don't forget, Cleveland has two really good running backs. Oh, wait, no. Chubb is out, right? They don't know if Chubb's playing or not this week. Even if. But they do have Dearness Johnson. Who, uh, who, was who showed out. The waiver wire pick of the year <laughs> last week. Whoever picked him, probably some Browns fans, you uh, made the right choice. He did his thing. So give me Cleveland here. Pittsburgh, it's just they got to rebuild and rebrand. Next up, we have Tennessee and Indianapolis, an AFC South matchup. Your Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff on the line here. First place, the AFC South could be decided on this game. So, Hump, you going with the Fighting Jonathan Taylors or going with the Fighting Derrick Henrys? Battle of the running backs. Man, this is quite the running back matchup. Uh, Dalton, Tennessee, they are hot. They just beat the Bills, just beat the Chiefs. Indianapolis is playing well. Carson Wentz, he looks awesome. Uh, I think this is going to be a battle. I mean, I really think this is going to be an awesome game. Um, 78% of walk-on radio nation has Tennessee in this one on the road. And I agree with that. Really? But Dalton. Yeah. Come, come on. on. Come on now. I'm picking, my, I'm, picking, I'm picking my adopted stepson, Jonathan Taylor, at home. He's, just, he's, he's running all over everyone. Uh, obviously, Derrick Henry's doing the same. But I like Indianapolis' defense a little more with Darius Leonard. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome game. But, yeah, give me, uh, give me the Colts. Uh, to decide this game, I decided in my head who's a better running back, and the correct answer is Derrick Henry. I agree with that. But here's the problem. Indianapolis' defense is really good. Can they stop Derrick Henry? They've done it before. Man, Carson Wentz looks really strong. Ryan Tannehill, he's not elite, but he's getting it done. <laughs> they're, they're receiving, Tennessee's receiving core, they're okay. 
We didn't. Th- we finally got an AJ Brown game that we wanted last week. The AJ Brown Julio Jones con uh, duo Julio has done nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it didn't pan out the way we thought it would. But I'm gonna go with Tennessee anyways. I think uh, I think in the clutch when it matters the most, Derrick Henry comes out, comes to shine. Uh, he's gonna make some plays. He's gonna go crazy. Also, I want Jonathan Taylor to fail just because he's Hump's guy. That's terrible. Why would <laughs> Why would you put that on me? So let's go Tennessee. Let's go Derrick Henry. Uh, in a fun matchup, but uh, I think Tennessee is going to get the win here. And then finally, we have Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota is a team that competes. They they always compete. They, their record might not show up, but they compete. And they got Dallas. They are red hot right now. I want to stay red hot. Now, Hump, the question is, is Dalvin Cook back from Minnesota? Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Uh, obviously, some big names here. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, you got a lot of offensive firepower in that. Uh, you know, the Cowboys defense has played well. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're not some elite defense, I don't think. Uh, they're going to have a tough time stopping Jamar Chase. Or Jamar Chase, sorry. Jamar Chase's uh, best friend from college, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> uh, I feel like they're the same guy. But they're going to have a tough time stopping uh, Justin Jefferson, no doubt. Uh, you know, if, if they can bottle up Dalvin Cook enough, I think that the Cowboys have no worries here. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Cowboys' offense is just too good. It's too good. Uh, Minnesota is not stopping Dak. They're not stopping Zeke. They're not stopping Tony Pollard. And uh, whichever flavor of the day the Cowboys receivers want to do, whether it's a three-touchdown game from CeeDee Lamb or a three-touchdown game from Mari Cooper, the Cowboys are going to do whatever they want on offense. So give me the Dallas Cowboys in prime time. I'm pumped for Sunday night. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. So, Hump, I'm a, uh, I'm a Packers fan, and the Packers are in the NFC North. So I have to compete against the Vikings a lot. So I've seen them firsthand. I see what they do. I've seen Kirk Cousins. You like that? I kinda, <laughs> you I kinda, like that. I kind of like that. I like Dalvin Cook. I like Adam Thielen. I like Justin Jefferson. And I hate the Cowboys. I hate them from the bottom of my heart. The whole America hates the Cowboys. It's just how it is. I don't know how the America's team. Everybody hates them. So I should pick the Vikings here. I should. I should pray on y'all's downfall. But for some reason, I've been such a Cowboys supporter this year. I've just been an honest man. Because you're a closet Cowboys fan. I'm not. I know you are. I will never claim that. I know that. you are. You, I just, you whispered it to me at the national championship when we stayed at the Star. You were like, man, I just I kind of I like this Cowboys stuff. I did stuff. say that if, what you said. if I was an NFL prospect, Dallas would be my number one choice. That, I mean, that's, look all, at stuff. That's, all, that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> I'm going with Dallas here. I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh I think uh, Dalvin Cook might be a problem because your secondary has gotten better, but your front five is a little here and there. But uh, we need Demarcus Lawrence back, yeah. for sure. I think Kirk Cousins shines in prime time, but uh, his record isn't very good on prime time. But he puts up a lot of numbers. But give me Dallas here. I think uh, I kind of want this five-way tie to happen and a lot of chaos in the NFC. So give me the Cowboys. An exciting game, prime time. It's going to be uh, fun for us to watch. So, Hump, that's it for the episode. Big game against Tarleton. A lot of stuff going on. A lot, of, a lot of crazy games and a lot of playoff implications coming around. Any last words before we finish this episode? Another fun week, man. Football is going to be great this, uh, this weekend. It's, it's, we're on the home stretch, Dalton. Uh, what should we call this episode? Should we call it Over the Hump? That's a good one. I feel like, you know, you know Humphreys, but yeah. also through the midway point. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking about that. But we're over the hump, man. It's uh, FCS. It's getting close to, uh, it's getting close to playoff time. I, I'm... I'm I'm thinking you're going to see a bracketology put out by Walk On Radio maybe next week. I know uh, that's going to be chaotic. A lot of very chaotic. It's a, it's a science. It should be a degree in college. It's something that you just got to learn. But of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Buy our hats. Listen to us on everywhere. Rate us five stars. Subscribe. Give us a review. 
And of course, this episode is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And of course, we will see you next time. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.